Hello, magandang buhay! Marhaba to our Muslim friends! This is Delcy. This is Robert. And welcome to Life, Life Love, Love, and Financial, financial Freedom. Freedom. Hello, welcome to episode 3 of Life, Love, and Financial Freedom. Okay, so for today's episode, we'll be sharing with you a little bit about our love story, how we met, um, how long we've been together, all our trials and tribulations in regards to our long-distance relationship, and how we got to where we are today. So we, before we jump into the storytelling part, we would like first to thank all the our listeners across the globe who spare their time to listen to our two episodes. So where do we start? <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to start back in... 2013. Yeah, May of tw- 2013. Uh, at the time, I was currently in the Air Force. I was stationed in uh, Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana, which is like one of the worst places to be stationed because there's nothing around you. <laughs> it's really boring. It snows six times out of the year. Um, everything is really far. <laughs> So I was pretty pretty sad and depressed most of the time over there. Yeah. And then one day, um, my uncle Jomar messaged me on uh, Messenger. And Shout out to Tito Jomar. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to convince me to um, message his uh, wife's niece, Mary. <laughs> yeah, and he messaged me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He kept telling me about her, like, you know, he should message her because he thought it would be a good match. Yeah, so what are the good things that he told you about me, huh? Um, <laughs> he said you were recently single, you just broke up with your, with your boyfriend, you're a nurse, you work in Saudi Arabia. At the time, you know, I didn't really think anything about it because uh, I, I never really had any luck with uh, girls before because at the, at the time I was like 30 years old. Um, I've been rejected multiple times throughout my life, uh, so I thought that you know maybe I'll just end up being alone most of my life. So when I just messaged you, I wasn't really thinking anything about it. I just thought I'd give it a shot, just maybe <laughs> in a small chance something might happen. And I was also surprised when you messaged me. I said, huh? "Why is he paying attention to me?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, that day, I decided just to. Messenger, I sent her a message on Facebook. I just said, you know, it's like, it's okay. Um, my uncle told me to message you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then Tito told me to message you first. I said, no, Tito. He should be the one to message me first. Yeah. So, would you, would, you, would you tell her what your reaction was when I sent you the first message? <laughs> I was surprised. And then. I, I didn't really know if you were serious or something like that. I said, is it just playing around? <laughs> yeah, then, then you check out my Facebook page. Yeah, before. I checked your Facebook page. What was, what was your reaction? I said, well, mm, okay. <laughs> 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 we'll see where this goes. <laughs> you think I was uh, guapo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And physical attraction comes first. Uh, so what were you doing when I, when I first messaged you? I was like, I think I was in the kitchen with my friends, and then <laughs> and my friend and I told them, told them about you. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were curious about you as well. You weren't uh, excited when that message. I was excited, but at the same time, I was like, I doubted if you're really serious with chatting with me, because I, I think you were here in the U.S. and of course, you have you're more open here and you can meet a lot of other girls, you know, and you, you're in the military. And, Oh, so, I have this. Uh, you, you had a preconceived notion that yeah, I was some kind of. Yeah, I have this a, notion that I'm some this kind of a guy playboy. is like a playboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's far from the truth. So, from there, from May 23, 2013, <laughs> we started chatting like every day. Yeah, um, actually, the, the only reason that I kept responding to you is because I was just being polite. What? <laughs> I, was, I was kind of really confused why you kept chatting with me, actually. You were polite? <laughs> no, I was, I was just ch- responding because you responded to my message. Yeah. <laughs> so I just it, kept getting it going. <laughs> it, so, was it new to you? That's why? Yeah, because uh, in the past, most of the time when I tried talking to girls, um, they'd talk to maybe for like a couple of days to a week. And then yeah. after that, they would just ignore me completely. So when you just kept messaging me every day, well, it wasn't even every day, it was like every minute. <laughs> yeah, we were like chatting on my time. It's like, what's wrong? Like, even when I was on duty, sometimes I'm on my break and then keep chatting with you. And then my friends, my co-workers were like teasing me when I was sitting in the telemetry. You know, I was watching the monitoring of the patients and I was just staring there blankly or like smiling sometimes without reasons. Oh. <laughs> so then they, they, they knew already. Oh. <laughs> And then after a month of texting and messaging nonstop. <laughs> yeah, we, we decided to become a couple on June 23, 2013. But we're still far away. Yeah, but we, I think from there before, <laughs> I don't know why, but we would always like do voice calls. It's like, why don't we just do video chats? Yeah, <laughs> I remember the our first like video chat. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, was, I was like really ner- <laughs> You were too excited and I was nervous. really nervous and excited and I was it was right after I got off my shift at work and I <laughs> I wanted to make a good impression so I wore like a polo shirt <laughs> Even <laughs> though it's just a video chat Yeah, then when we when I turned on the video I realized you can't really speak <laughs> when I'm wearing Yeah, <laughs> me too I like really fixed myself a little bit because it's just it's like our first official date via yeah. video call my god so yeah. after that you we decided you decided to come over to the philippines right yeah we we continued talking then you you told me that you're gonna go there for a vacation then i 
made up some kind of excuse or story saying that my, my friend lives in Guam and I was like, oh, maybe I could come visit you after I visit him. Yeah, and, actually, I just knew that recently when you told me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had, I had no intention of visiting my friend in Guam, really. What? But I'm touched that you really want to visit me. Well, I, I probably would have, then I checked how much it was going to cost to go from Guam to the Philippines because I, I thought it was going to be cheap because it was... Pretty, I thought I assumed it's it was pretty, pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty expensive, actually. So it's like I'm not going there. <laughs> you better go to the Philippines. Yeah, I just try to take a straight flight to the Philippines from Montana, which is pretty expensive. I spent like almost two thousand dollars for that trip. <laughs> yeah. So during your trip to the Philippines, I was already. I think I was there ahead of you because yeah, yeah. yes. I went for vacation ahead. You were there like a week or two before me. And I, then I. I told you to uh, I'll fetch you together with my two friends at the, the Nino Aquino airport in Manila yeah <laughs> so what happened when I landed was uh, I was already pretty nervous because in my mind I was like okay what if I don't see her or something because this is the first time I've ever been to the Philippines in like almost 20 years and yeah. I've never been by myself I always had my parents with me who knew how to <laughs> navigate and speak the language yeah. <laughs> of where to go so uh, but at, at the time, I, I, I thought it was, was going to be okay because uh, my my um, phone company, Verizon, told me I could use my phone <laughs> in the Philippines and they yeah. said it was activated, but it wasn't. <laughs> so as soon as I landed, my signal was gone and I had no way of contacting her. So that was like already a red flag for me that this wasn't going to go very well. And I was there waiting with my two other friends and we're waiting for like hours already past the your arrival i was already nervous we're nervous yeah. i was about to contact it again already because i thought that my god he might be kidnapped already or what he might be lost there and somebody just asked him to go with him or something like that so what happened was i landed and then i went through customs and i went out the gate but you know <laughs> in the here in the u.s once you go out the gate this there's, yeah. there's somebody already there waiting for you that's what I thought it was gonna be like but she wasn't there when I got out yeah. <laughs> and I had no way of contacting her and there was a lady there that was um, selling sim cards so, so I thought oh maybe I just have to get a sim card to uh, use my phone but I, I realized I can't use her sim card because Verizon locks their phones so I had no idea where she was and I didn't know where to go and I I, 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 la- I waited there in the airport for like about an hour and I still didn't see her <laughs> so uh, I, was, uh, I got desperate so I decided I was gonna just take my chance and get a cab to take me to my hotel room so because I knew if I went to my hotel I would be able to log into the Wi-Fi and I would be able to contact her that way so took the cab from the airport to the hotel and then as soon as I went to my room I logged into the Wi-Fi contacted her <laughs> so before that before he was able to contact me i was there waiting for like hours already past his arrival time and me and my friends were like really stressed out already what will we do <laughs> i was even uh I, I even crossed like the what do you call it the waiting area so so people who've never been to the philippines that they do it differently there like over here in the u.s when you go out the gate there's somebody already waiting there but what she she didn't tell me was that there's like a whole separate 
waiting area, like across the street. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a which was ladder. Weird, which was weird because when I was waiting outside, I, I, I thought maybe if I wait outside, she, I might see her or something, and she you never went, came. You went to a different exit, that's why. Yeah, but I, I saw, like, I thought I saw a sign yeah. where people were going, but I didn't know if that's where you were yeah, going to be because I wasn't very comfortable walking around by myself. Yeah, so. and it was like past 12, right? 12, past 12, I crossed the street and then I asked the security guard, I asked a custom person. Yeah, she, she was basically <laughs> I was so, like. I was frantic. She was basically asking, like, if they see me. <laughs> like, she should. She would show my, show them my pictures like I was like some kind of lost child. <laughs> I was like, have you seen this guy? <laughs> everybody, everybody would tell her no. <laughs> so she was, she didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, un so until you, when you messaged me, I was like, oh my god. Instead of being uh, stressed anymore or anything like that, I was so upset. I was so mad. And then I went to, and I told my friend, okay, let's go to the hotel. He's waiting in the lobby already. And then when you saw me. Yeah, um, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't she's, good. She's, she's already mad. I was like, I don't think this relationship is going to get up to a good so start. I was so pissed off. <laughs> I was so upset. Imagining all the anxiety that I felt. <laughs> looking for you yeah. in the airport and having the worst case scenario in my mind already so like I, I made it up to her and uh, took her to McDonald's yeah that's it <laughs> so you stayed in the Philippines for like 12 days and during that time you were able to meet my family and at the same time meet uh, some of your relatives, right? Our province. Yeah, we got to meet some of my relatives and he took me to like Boracay. Yeah. And then we also met, you also meet, uh, met my friends, yeah, some uh, of my friends. Yeah, you, we met them at the hotel. Yeah. And ate breakfast with them. I ate breakfast with them. I love the met, breakfast there. Yeah, I like the breakfast there too. Yeah. Like the shake at Boracay. Yeah, and yeah, when you met your parents, they took me to Ron Boys. Yeah, so until now, you can't forget that, right? Yeah, because you, you, you guys you never took me back there again. <laughs> okay, so next time, we'll just go there in Ron Boys. Unfortunately, on the 6th of January, when I was back already in Saudi, I had a hemorrhagic and ischemic stroke. So that was like the worst day of my life. I was admitted in the hospital for like a month or two, I forgot already. January till February and you were, you were shocked. Yeah, uh, I was still stationed in uh, Montana at the time, and then I just remember that I just woke up one day because I received like a text at four in the morning from your from your friend Kikai. Yeah, and she messaged me and told me what happened, and yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't know what to do because I was shocked, and I didn't know what to do because you're so far away, and I can't do anything to help. 
So I was just the whole day I think I was just like really nervous what's going on. It's like our la- our world was turned upside down after all of the happy memories that you've had in the Philippines. Suddenly, this happened. It was pretty dramatic because I thought that that, would, that was the end of me at that time because I had literally had weakness on my left side of my body and then I couldn't couldn't speak I can speak but I it's just yeah, her, she has the, like a slurred speech because yeah. her have slurred speech had a weakness Perhaps her left headache. side of her body was weak and sometimes her friends would uh, like update me what's going on mm-hmm. like when they take her to her appointments they tell me sometimes she's like having uh, seizures so I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah imagine 27 years old have having a stroke so that was one of that was really the worst time of our life aside from that i decided to after i like i slowly recovered so i decided to give up my work in saudi because i had uh, like uh, my left hand is still not that as strong as before and i'm afraid of my I might have problems with mixing medications or something like that. I don't want to risk my work and my patients, so I decided to resign from my job. Yeah, uh, I, th- I told to her at the time. I told her just you can't risk your health for it, so I just told her just to go back to the Philippines and maybe take a break until you recover. And also at the same time, I. I was during the end of the my contract with the Air Force and I wasn't really sure before of whether I should uh, stay in or or get out but I started thinking about it and I decided I, I hated being in the military and, and yeah. decided to get out take my chance and get out even though I had no real set plan of what to do so when I got out I I decided to try doing sales because it intrigued me with <laughs> the amount of money they kept trying to tell me how I could make potentially and the idea of getting a lifetime residuals really piqued yeah. my interest <laughs> yeah. and uh, at the time since I really hated hated my time in the military I told myself I don't care if I'm poor or broke I don't want to work for anybody again because I just had such a terrible <laughs> experience with everybody there yeah and there are times as well that I was like doubting a relationship already if it's gonna work out because I thought that I was I felt like I was unlovable at that time because I think yeah she my self-esteem really went down the drain she 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 tried to tell me to go find someone else it's healthier and break up with me at the time but I don't know I just can't leave her like that so I don't know why he was able to stay with me. I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> it's too nice. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Are you serious? I, I, I You're staying with the?" I was thinking I might be paralyzed for life or something like that. And I'm yeah. having this uh, bad uh, thoughts already. Yeah, I just didn't think it was right for me just to leave her like that, so I just stayed with her. Cause one of the other reasons why I tried doing sales was that I 
I was in my mind I was just thinking of the fact oh what if I become really successful you know I can give her an easy life and, and go on all these uh, vacations every year and stuff if I made this much money <laughs> yeah so 2014 and 2015 was super hard for the both of us yeah because I don't have a job I was pretty much I had a job but I was pretty much unemployed because I was only working on commission <laughs> yeah I eventually had a job but it was not in the hospital it was just like a contractual job so I was fine with that I w- it was easy it was I met a lot of other people but I I'm really I think I really love nursing so I said okay I'm stronger now I tried to apply to Australia and UK again. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's another story. Uh, I yeah. had a hard time with all those processing. I don't know why. Yeah. So I believe that if it's meant for you, it's really meant for you. It will be given to you. But if it's not, it wouldn't come. Uh, it wouldn't uh, materialize. Yeah, I had a hard time during that period too because you know, I was broke and I was making money but it's all in commission so I never knew when I was going to get paid. <laughs> but I, I just kept going because I'm very persistent. Yeah, but during my time in the Philippines you were helping me out. You were there and then you were even supporting me financially. Yeah, then, I, I, I think I helped pay for your like fees, or yeah. application fees to yeah. go try to apply for the UK or Australia or something. Then the, your, your application didn't process. Yeah, through. I had some problems with the processing. And then eventually I decided to go back to Saudi. It was just a very smooth process. So I said, oh, maybe God really wants me to go back to Saudi for uh, the meantime. So I said, I'd rather grab this opportunity at least. I am uh, really know the people there already and I'm used to the work in the same hospital, the same ward. I'm so glad that, it, that they took me back. So after when I went back to Saudi, where your job was also unstable, tried to help yeah. you out as well. Yeah, and then um, I tried to tell you to stop the job, the sales and find a... What call she it? wanted me to regular, get a real job. <laughs> a regular job. So what did you do? Uh, I kept doing it because you know, I was so fixated on the fact of potentially being you know, successful and making a lot of money, you know. But and also I kind of also even though I wasn't making a lot of money, I still had fun just because I was enjoying my freedom. And every week, um, the company I would work for would like send me on these travel trips that were like in different cities and different states all the time. So, so that was when your eating habit started, right? That's yeah. how you gained weight. Yeah, because uh, I would eat out every day. And then every time I'd make a sale, I would convince myself I needed to give myself like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> so for for a while, I think I was like eating steak all the time. Really? <laughs> so it was really a factor. You well, know, your type of work and at the same time. Yeah, because, um, you know, I, was, I didn't have a real job and I was also... I don't think I was living in a very stable condition. Also, so I never cooked and I would just eat out all the time. So that's why in t- 2016, when you come to visit me, and <laughs> I think December already, me and your mom were shocked to see you 
Yeah. Uh, they said, how did you gain so so much weight? Yeah. So the first time I came to visit, she was still in somewhat pretty decent shape. I was like about 190 pounds, <laughs> and then the second time I ballooned up to like 240 <laughs> or something. Yeah, but I said, okay. But, but everybody kept telling me on my I was really fat. Yeah. But, I, but you I, would have believed me. Yeah. I didn't believe it until I saw our pictures together. I was like, "Please send it." No, I didn't really know that I got so big, but I didn't care because because I remember before I asked you if um, he'd still like me if I was fat. He told yeah. me, "Yeah." So I was like, "Oh, she still likes me. Who cares?" And you were super cute on you when you were fat. You're like um, panda bear. Yeah, it's like Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, that Poe from Kung Fu. <laughs> I remember you have a picture there when I went to Baholod. And you're posing with you have yeah, a was, picture with. I was posing with these like uh, statues. Yeah, and you look like him. <laughs> Super cute. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, I knew I was fat, but I, <laughs> I didn't care because, because she said she'd still like me if I was fat. So was, yeah. So that's <laughs> I, I got, I got how too we got the before and after photos of your weight loss journey, which if you haven't. Listened yet? It's on our episode two. Also, um, if if you guys are interested, um, comment comment in our Facebook page, and if if you want to see uh, the video of me arriving during my second visit when I was like <laughs> super heavy, let us know. So fast forward after that 2016 visit. So 2017, you already got a regular job, Han, right? Yeah, that's correct. I, I had no choice because uh, <laughs> at the time I was living with my sister in Houston, and then we got uh, evicted. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> like I got evicted from our apartment. Um, I was in the verge. Of, I was pretty much homeless. I lost my sales job because the company that I work for, they they shut down because they they're not very honest with people. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then. And yeah. I, I I was like, I had to call my friend because I didn't know what else to do, and asked him like, asked him if I can like go stay with them for a little bit in uh, back in Missouri, and luckily he, he was okay with it. I don't know how long I was gonna stay. I was really supposed to only stay for six months, but ended up being longer. But really, if he's listening, I'm really appreciate him for <laughs> helping me out at the time because I had nowhere to go. Yeah, we're so grateful for him and his wife. And I think it's part of your you were like depressed because of your situation. That's why you were eating out. Too much. I was already depressed paying, in the paying attention with your food. I was already depressed in the Air Force. The, the, Because you know, there's a lot of like the they're like the worst people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> they're not they're not very nice, and they like to bully people around. <laughs> yeah, so you were. So, so I was already depressed from that, and um, I think it got worse when I was got out, but I didn't realize it because I wasn't making a lot of sales. Yeah. Like I, I was still pretty consistent. You were like in denial. Yeah, you kept you kept telling me to to just get a regular job, but I kept telling you I can't because yeah. you know, I was like very persistent. Because uh, I I think I mostly got it from all the animes that I watch. <laughs> I have the shonen jump spirit, where <laughs> just very persistent. You know, I never give up. Uh, well, I thought it's Naruto. Yeah, 
It's the Shonen Jump is the the magazine that publishes it. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah. So okay. I, I just just being persistent and hard headed, even though he、mm-hmm. kept telling me just get a regular job, just、yeah, get a regular so... job, because <laughs>、uh, she she just got tired of me just complaining about it every week that I whenever I don't make sales. <laughs> That's why we really had a hard time as well, and we had. Like fights most of、yeah. the time. So、um, calling you on a breakup. <laughs> like in 2017, when I lost my sales job and I got evicted,、uh, I had to really be honest with myself that you know sales wasn't really doing it. So because if anybody's ever done sales, one of the hardest things to do is just to admit yourself that this isn't working and <laughs> whatever they're pitching to me is is、uh, BS. Because <laughs>、mm-hmm. if If it's really that easy to become a millionaire, then everybody would be doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's his own opinion. Okay, everybody's. So, yeah, so I finally got a job as a contractor for the、um, immigrations. Okay, and then after that.、Um, I think there in between you kept you broke up with me like four times, <laughs> but you broke up with me four times, but it only lasted. It didn't、like、last a, long. It、huh? only lasted for like a day or two. Yeah. Until <laughs> we. Until we stopped each other afterwards. We eventually made up because she,、yeah. she, she was really frustrated about being、um, away from each other, and there's other things going on like you know I kept. Kept forgetting all the important dates,、yeah. like her birthdays. It was bad remembering dates. <laughs> Couldn't remember her birthdays or anniversaries because I was I was so focused in my sales job before. Yeah, <laughs> that. Were, I don't know what's happening with you with your sales job that time that you you are too preoccupied with that and I don't know. Yeah. I really hard.、Uh, I had a hard time like.、Uh, Convincing you to go out of、yeah. that kind of situation, because I know we won't be able to push through our plans, or we won't even have yeah, a plan. My my original plan was was I was gonna do sales. I was gonna was hoping to make start make finally start making like more money, and then when I got comfortable, then I could finally petition for it because I never petitioned for it before because I didn't. Think I'd be able to support her financially,、um, mm. and I couldn't afford to pay the the lawyer for immigration fees and all those、yeah. things that come along with it. So, in two thousand nineteen, when during your last visit,、uh, it happened. Fast forward now. Okay, so what happened? I think it was before two thousand nineteen actually, because I was I was eating lunch in the Plow Boy Plow Boys Barbecue in、uh, Blue Springs, Missouri. And I was video chatting with you. Then、yeah. we already had plans for me to come there to visit you in January. Yeah. And then you kept talking to me about the plans, <laughs> and then you got annoyed because I was like contributing、yeah. to your vacation plans. Oh yeah. And you kept nagging me about something, so I got tired of it, and I just thought it was like that was gonna propose to you. Yeah, and I was、January. after that when you told me that I was so mad <laughs> because why did you? You know, I I love surprises, and it's not a surprise anymore. Yeah, it was,、no. uh, <laughs> it was just a reaction. How can I be so excited? <laughs> well, she got mad at me, but then I knew she was really excited. <laughs> yeah, I was still Cause, excited. Because she, 
she kept telling me that she kept telling like her she told her friends or families <laughs> and all this. <laughs> of course, I waited for how many years? <laughs> so, so in 2019, good thing we already have a nice airport in the Philippines, and you went to a different, like you went to a different uh, terminal. Uh, terminal, yeah. It was easier because when you went out, I was already there waiting for you. And then uh, the following day, uh, yeah, we, tell them your proposal. Well, I we ate breakfast at the hotel, and then uh, we went back to my room. Then I gave her like a box <laughs> of vitamins I bought for her, <laughs> and then she, she it was like a lot of vitamins inside this box, and she just kept taking each one out. And then <laughs> she stopped, and then I told her to keep taking it out. <laughs> and then finally, she saw the box that I had in there with with the with my engagement ring. But the truth is, I really like. I really, I already knew that you were proposing. I just don't know which date, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I felt like, oh, there's something wrong. This is, there's some something's up because you were telling me to to put out all the vitamins from the box. So yeah, that's it. after that I you proposed. <laughs> I proposed, and then she said yes, and then <laughs> which is weird because we already had like a <laughs> engagement dinner planned like, like three days after that or something. Yeah, <laughs> we have the engagement. <laughs> even the engagement dinner was, in yeah, the province. They, they already had a plan before I even came. <laughs> <laughs> of course, families are excited. So we we had our engagement dinner in the, the Marriott hotel over there, <laughs> and then I went back home. After that, it just went seven days, and that was the shortest stay yeah, in the full year. Because the, the job I worked at, then I have like I don't have a lot of leave. Yeah. Okay, and so, then we. So I used what I had. Plan for the immigration. Well, I was. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, I was originally was gonna plan to for another year before we applied because remember I was trying to pay off my uh, my debt at the time. Mm. But you, you were impatient, and you really were pushing me to do it. <laughs> yeah, and it already took my Cause, Yeah, because because I, I thought about it. Because usually I'm the kind of guy that wants to wait till like I'm secure. You know, like yeah. I wanted to make sure that everything was um, secure. Like I had no debts, and I can support it financially and all that stuff. But she was really pushing me to push yeah. through with the immigrations. And, I don't really want to pay for all the fee, the lawyer fees, and the I don't want to waste immigration time. fees. But at the same time, <laughs> I thought about it. It's like you know, it's already been like six years. Yeah, <laughs> we're too old already. <laughs> so I took my chances and just went ahead and processed the papers and paid them for all the super expensive fees we had to pay. But it was all worth it. Because I figured I would get a good ROI back eventually. <laughs> Because she's a nurse, and what? <laughs> I assume that you know, whenever she gets her employment, her green card, and she can start working, I'd be set. What? <laughs> so I could be a house husband. Maybe. Eventually. <laughs> we'll see. Probably take another three year, two or three years yeah. after. But... <laughs> I haven't found a job yet. Yeah. By the way, she just got her green card, so everybody. Say congratulations. <laughs> anyway, it was a smooth process. I didn't regret uh, having a lawyer because I, from the K one visa processing to our adjustment of site, it was just smooth and it was yeah. fast. Yeah, it was Even like, with the pandemic, it was like super fast. So, 
We applied like a dick in April of 2019, then we just got a, your green card this month. So yeah. it's like only, it took us a year to do the process. I wasn't able to even use my work permit because my green card arrived like just a few days after the work permit. So it was pretty fast. Yeah, so before that, we we already got notified that we're gonna get her um, employment card, but like one or two days after that, we had we had an interview for a green card, yeah. and we had to we had to pay for our attorney to come fly her, uh, fly here all the way from New York to come um, with us to our interview because. Even though it's quite a bit of money, you know, we wanted to make sure yeah, that, that we, we, we had our best Doing chance. everything right, yeah. yeah we had doing the everything best right, because so, we can't afford to, <laughs> to do the interview again. Yeah, we waited for seven years for this. Yeah, and I mean, I was nervous, but at the same time, I was pretty confident because we had such a strong case because we had like seven years of evidence to prove of our relationship. Like we, for anybody out there who has to start a process for like a K-1 visa or anything, like one of the hardest things to do is just gathering all your evidence. Yeah. So one of the things we had to do was we had to um, print out all of our Facebook messages. It's like seven years of lot of chatting <laughs> that we had to years, print out, which yeah. was like over 200 pages. <laughs> yeah, so I had to like choose all those details. So we had that, um, we, we had to have Probably, affidavits. Yeah. To, provide proof of our relationship to the immigration office but yeah it's, it's a long pro- it's a long compilation of events so. so before our um interview started like our lawyer sent us like a sheet of paper of like all the questions they could ask us and we were like really nervous and we, could, <laughs> we would practice it practice answering all those questions together so when we finally went to the op- to the immigration office he didn't ask us any of those questions <laughs> at all yeah it was just a smooth uh, like he as soon as we we sat down and talked with him he pretty much told us hmm. <laughs> we're gonna pass <laughs> yeah. like he just went over like what he's gonna do he's just he basically just went over our application make sure our information's correct then he asked for some like any additional evidence to prove our relationship but then just asked us how we met and then <laughs> after that he hmm. just pretty much said when we can expect our green card. <laughs> yeah, so it's like now it's the new beginning of our journey again as a husband and wife. So for those who can relate to us or you have any questions or there are some certain parts of our relationships that you want to learn about or I mean about the processing for immigration and everything, you can just reach out to us. I think this is the longest part podcast episode that we've done so far because we only had did three yeah. right so I, mean, I knew it was going to be the longest one because yeah. it's sort of how we met yeah how we got long. to where we are today yeah i mean we had we haven't reached we were nowhere near close to reaching our goals that we, yeah. we were planning on doing yeah yet, but, you know. i just want to like inspire those couples who are in a long distance relationship as well to never yeah. give up and or just anybody who's been in my situation before who's just like never had any luck with meeting girls i mean yeah the, the whole well. time that i was alone for like almost seven or eight years in the airports it was really hard <laughs> it was really hard yeah. you know it's that i always just assumed that's just gonna eventually be 
along my whole life I was never gonna get married or have a family or anything like that but for yes. some reason I just kept pushing through um, pushing through and holding on to hope and then because I knew that maybe one day um, she would eventually show up <laughs> yeah so there's always somebody out there who's really meant for you and if it's meant for you it will just be like a very smooth well, sm- I can it would get to well uh, get to know each other well and yeah because uh, honestly like when you when you when you're not really looking that's when you actually find someone from what I've learned because mm-hmm. like I wasn't really expecting anything when we first started yeah. talking to each other because I just never had any luck but you know we just just went from one day to another day then just start talking to each other non-stop and yeah and I would add something I also when I was and um, I was single and I was praying for I, I prayed for not a specific guy but somebody who would the characteristics that I want in a certain person and I prayed like non-stop for that kind of person to come my way and really prayers work for me and as well as in the during the times that I have uh, had a stroke really have to Keep your faith and just believe that everything is possible with God. So I think I have to speak about my spirituality in the next episodes. Okay. Because it's taking so long already. So to our listeners, thank you so much and we hope to inspire you with our story. And if you want to follow us, you can see us in our I can follow us in our IG account that's life that love that financial freedom that's the same thing as in our Facebook account it's life that love that financial freedom and you can even message us in anchor and uh, send comments down below as well in our plat- uh, other platforms and if you can't reach us still you can leave um i can send an email to life.love that financial freedom at gmail.com thank you so much for listening to our story salamat po bye till next episode